What are you drinking? Vinny. Cake bread. Chardonnay. Amy. Mick Ultra. Vinny and Amy. 105.7. The Fan. Yeah, it's not, nothing's completely definitive yet, uh, but my understanding is, in talking with uh, our trainer and the doctors, is that uh, it wasn't as bad as initially feared. There might be an outside chance he could get back at some point in time. So we'll just have to see how that goes, though, and I don't want to say that's definitive by any stretch. Yeah, I mean, it just has to do with our opponent, you know, the types of formations and personnel groups they were in, the type of game they play on offense. It was uh, just a strategic decision in terms of how best use our personnel. More wide receivers are going to play those guys. Those tight ends, more than they have played for sure. And sometimes you have to be, and we have in the past. You know, you get forced into certain kind of groups based on what your, what, your, what your roster looks like. Right now we're just trying to get ready for the Chargers game. But I will say this about our team. Uh, I just love the way they play. We, we, we play hard and we play with discipline. You know, we try. We do our best to play smart, you know, and that's what you appreciate as a coach. They care about that. They care about winning and playing winning football. John Harbaugh. Ravens head coach, that was yesterday. Meeting with the media in a formal setting for the first time since Thursday's win against the Bengals last week. M&T Bank Stadium addressing various subjects, and we'll work our way back. And that was the question, how would you assess your team through 11 weeks? And as I brought up yesterday, Vinny, Mm -hmm. if Kansas City would lose, which they did, the Ravens would be the number one seed right now in the AFC, which they are. Yep. Still plenty of football left to be played, obviously. And as you heard John Harbaugh say, love my team, like the way we play. I mean, do they get penalized from time to time in an opportune situation? Sure. But playing smart, I guess, was what he was trying to stress. And they do play hard. I can't think of them being dogging it in any stretch of the time. No. Playing smart all the time? Maybe not. What leads to collapses in the fourth quarter? Maybe communication breakdowns? Not necessarily lack of football intellect, but kind of downplaying vibe I got, the fact that they're one of the best teams in the National Football League. Yeah. No doubt about With it. With work to be done, obviously. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, Harv's been around too long to come out and say we're the best team. No, nah, sure. he's not going to give people bulletin board material. He's just going to try to keep even keel. But, I mean, I mean, Bob, pretty much what you can say is, you know, I mean, they beat themselves. But, I mean, Kansas City last night, they could say we beat ourselves. I mean, two times in the red zone, they turned the ball over and then they dropped a touchdown pass. So, you know, they can say, you know, Philly didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. Sure. And to me, that's what the Ravens have done. Now, defensively, I think for the most part, Bob, been pretty consistent throughout, throughout the season. Um, and sack-wise, they've been really, really impressive. And then in the back end, they've been impressive, you know, especially like with interceptions. So, And the guys that have filled in, have done a good job. To me, that's good coaching, and that's developing, you know, talent. Because, you know, you lose you lose Marlon Humphrey, you don't even know he's not there. You know, those kind of things. You lose a job over at Old Wayne, and you get two old guys, and, and uh, they fill in better than what was happening before. So I think there's a lot of good stuff going on, and I think the offense is getting better, Bob. You know, I think at the beginning of the year, we kept talking about inconsistency, inconsistent. You know, they show, you know, 
a series or a quarter, but never three or four quarters together. And now we're starting to see some of that. Now, the teams, teams are teams have been probably the most disappointing thing of the season, in my opinion, is the coverage units and then had some kicks blocked and had a punt return for a touchdown. So um that's not normal from what I know about the Ravens. Also heard John Harbaugh talking about the Andrews absence and he did give a glimmer of hope that there's a chance he could be back. We'll start with that. The, I guess the x-rays, the medical uh, intel says it wasn't as bad as they thought it was Yeah, back on Thursday. I'm not holding my breath, by the way, that Mark Andrews will play a snap for the Ravens in 2023, maybe into the playoffs of uh, the calendar year 24, but... There is that uh, that Lloyd Christmas dumb and dumber hope. So you're when he says to the red haired girl, "You and Swanson, I believe her name was, uh, chances of me and you getting together or what?" She goes, "One in a million. He goes, "So you say there's a chance that might be the Mark Andrews chance right now." Yeah, he's going down to see Doctor Anderson in Charlotte tomorrow, and Doctor Anderson is the main guru that athletes go to here. There's a guy in uh, HSS in New York. Those are the kind of the two guys that they go to. And um, so I'm guessing that Dr. Anderson, what he saw, you know, and they're not going to know Bob till he goes in, you know, I mean, like when I had my knee done, they said, Oh, you just got a little scope, you know, just take cartilage out. It's no big deal. I woke up, I got a cast from my toe to my hip. They said, uh, when we got in there, it was a lot worse than we thought. You know, I mean, I tore my ACL, and uh, total reconstruction, uh, you know. So when they go, when he goes in, he'll, he'll get a much clearer picture of what, what, uh, what it is. But, you know, I guess from what he's seen of the MRI and stuff, you know, maybe, you know, the ligaments or whatever it was, I don't, I don't know. Um, are not as bad as they thought. But I guess the more realistic scenario is that the wide receivers could become more involved. That's what we thought all along. In the passing game, and we'll start to find out on Sunday. And we know the options at tight end. Uh, Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kohler, maybe Volkolek gets called up from the practice squad. But this could be a golden opportunity for some wideouts who are missing targets to get an opportunity to... uh, to feast while Mark Andrews convalesces. Here. Well, to me, when I mean to me, when I look at it, you got Bateman, Bateman, Beckham, Flowers. You want those three on the field. You you know, and then Aguilar. Because I mean, Bob, you're taking Aguilar over. You want Aguilar with the ball in his hands more so than you want Likely or Kohler, correct? Mm-hmm. Then it comes down to okay, do we want Duvernay or Wallace? Or would we rather have likely have the ball? That's kind of how I see it. You know, and if that's the case, you know, I, I maybe would want likely because he's good after the catch. Now, I'd, I'd probably take all of them over Kohler. You know, I I think Kohler's a good in, in the middle of the field type guy that can catch it and get up the field with it and stuff. But I think Wallace, although Kohler, Kohler's going to, because he's playing good on teams right now. He is tackling on teams. He's doing good. So he adds something there. So, I mean, all, they're all going to be active, but who do you want on the field in those situations? Now, in regards to Patrick Ricard, we know what he brings from a blocking standpoint, but 
Is he someone you could maybe try to take advantage of? Uh, he's not Mark Andrews. Let's not get this twisted no, by any stretch. But is he someone that might be sort of a agent zero, watch out for him, special, super terrific pass eh. catching guy? No. He's got four out of five uh, targets this year. Right. And he's going to catch a dump off, Bob. He's going to be standing over on the side. I mean, I mean, he can catch it and he can get north south with it. I mean, that's fine. But I mean, you don't want to target him initially, I don't think. You know, I mean, um, put somebody in the backfield. I'm, I'd much rather throw to, you know, Hill or Mitchell or even Gus Bus has been doing a decent job out of the backfield. So, no. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. So the Ravens getting ready for the Chargers coming up Sunday night there. Ravens are favored in that ball game over the LA Chargers. Spread's actually gone up a half a point last uh day or so. Four points for the Ravens over under 46 and a half. Ravens eight and three. Four and one on the road. Best record in the AFC right now. They're the number one seed if the playoffs started today, which they do not. Chargers, however. They're four and six. They're two and three at home. They're in last place in the AFC West. They've lost two in a row. There's been some grumblings, I guess, that uh, Brandon Staley could be on the outs after the season. You think if the Ravens go in there and blow them out, puffy pants, hammer time, he might not make it through the season. Yeah. Because now you're four and seven, another home loss. And he took some heat. We talked about it yesterday. Because the question was, what's wrong with your defense? You keep saying you're making adjustments, and we'll play the cut for you. He's like, "Eh, well, you know, it's not the defense. Defense is fine. He basically threw the offense under the bus. Red zone sucks. We dropped too many passes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, Bob, I I think this, you know, because I would have fired him Monday, but okay, they didn't. So um, if by what he said, if I'm the owner, I'm looking to see if – team quit on them if they quit on them i'm firing them right after the game you know if they fight for them and they play a decent game then i'll let them stay but if the ravens come out and do like what they did to detroit or seattle he's gonna be fired and if it's a blowout he's he's gonna be fired the next day because then the player said we don't want you know screw you and if they lose they're four and seven their playoff chances they're are done pretty minuscule so it's not a Charger thing to do that in season historically with the Spanos family, but you never know. Hey, Matt Canada got fired today by the Steelers as their OC. No big surprise that it happened, but Pittsburgh usually doesn't do these sorts of... Uh, First time in their history. Yeah, thing, right? they don't usually pull out the executioner in season. Well, I think when uh, the running back went off, Bob... Maybe he, uh, I'm guessing Tomlin went and talked to the captains. And did you see Harris? I saw the video of it and he did drop some expletives, but he was calm and he wasn't like throwing stuff no. and losing his mind. He was just matter of factly saying that hey, we were six and four, which is great, but this isn't sustainable what we're doing here for any long-term health in the postseason. Bob, people at the home, they got signs, fire Canada. There's chance Fire Canada. I mean, the talk shows, there's two sports talk shows in Pittsburgh, you know, and it's all get rid of. It's been for months. Yeah. You know, actually maybe a year or two, Right, (laughs) you know, so, so finally, I mean, it, it, 
you know, the players probably said, hey, coach, yeah. come on. And with the Ravens, and we talked about it yesterday as well, with the Ravens off Sunday, watched the entire Steeler game basically as much as I could. And it was brutal to watch. It was oh, very, yeah. very tough to watch. It's video, but that's a them thing. Video eighty one oh five seven. The Fan Terps hoops tonight. Take it on UMBC down in College Park. Maryland's lost three in a row. UMBC's won three in a row. Walt Williams will be joining us at twelve thirty. Talk about that. Cordell Woodland joins us eleven o'clock. Preview this uh, Chargers game. Short weeks, so and we had to cram in a lot. We got film study. We got the Dirty Dozen. We got the Feeble Five. We got all sorts of things coming your way. We got college football talk later in the show with Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com as we're into rivalry week and champion Heisman votes will be coming out in a couple of weeks. What's a guy like Bob supposed to do? Vinny and Haiti put your headphones in and ignore your co-workers 105.7 The Fan Worked incredibly hard at it and he's still I mean, on the ascend. He is getting better all the time. I don't think he can scratch the surface yet about how what kind of player he can be, pass rusher, run defense, all of it. John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, talking about Adafe Owe. Four sacks in his last five games since he came back from the injury. He is playing like a first-round draft pick, and we talk about the brilliance that has been Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and Justin Matt and BK getting to the quarterback, the godsend that Jadavian Clowney. And Kyle Van Noy have been to the pass rush. Yep. But now we're seeing Adape Owe become a very big presence in this Ravens defense, which, by the way, everybody leads the NFL in sacks this year. Bob, the only thing I'm saying is that, you know, there's got to be some correlation because what's changed? You know, Matabike's all of a sudden got eight and a half sacks. Owe, you know, Chuck Smith, you know, is kind of the common denominator what's changed you know all of a sudden these guys now the guys that you know a year ago it was well they get pressures they get close you know but they don't get sacks now they're getting sacks they're getting numbers and that's that i think is because they know how to they know how to use their hands they know and what they say chuck smith said about every they're going to have a signature move yep you know and i and i want to say you know that always is spin move you know, so they've got signature moves now in the veteran guys. And, and I think having bringing in the veteran guys, I think was a really smart thing too, because they, they know that stuff. And then, you know, because before Bob, the starters were two young guys that were knew nothing, you know? So that was, that was probably some of the issue there. Now they've got some experience in that room, which I think is, is big, but always playing good. And the thing that, you know, you got to love about him if you're a coach is plays his ass off from snap to whistle. You know, he's he's going 100 miles an hour. The nicest thing is he runs 4-5. You know, so he's going to he's gonna make a lot of plays. And he's going to have to have that speed for this week because Herbert can run, Bob. Uh, let's see. Ravens 44 sacks, number one in the NFL. Buffalo's coming in here at number two with 39. And... With Oway, we talk about where he's ascending. And we talk about Vinny as good as Clowney and Van Nooy have been. Older guys. Yep. One-year deals. Can they, but can they, for the rest of this season, yep. we'll worry about 24, but can they continue this level of production over the next, let's see, there's eight and three. Six games here. I'm saying I'm saying yes, Bob. And, and having the 
late buy, I think is like so nice for the old dudes because they're, they're Bob, they have one game in 23 days. So they get to re-energize their legs and they're out in LA. I haven't checked the weather for LA yet, but I mean, they're in a warm weather place, which makes it a little bit easier. Then you got what? Five games, five games left. You got a five game stretch. So I think, I think they'll be fine. Plus, you know, like JPP, if I remember right, Bob, he was playing like 60 snap. I mean, he just wore out at the, I same mean, he, with Houston. Yep. And yeah, he Houston. Oh, yeah, Houston, bit, yeah. And he was playing every snap, too. Whereas uh, Vanoy and Clowney, I think last week Clowney played 29 snaps, and that's kind of been his number. Some of the games that were the tight games, he played 44 snaps. So I think they've handled him extremely well, and he doesn't practice. He gets his vet days. So I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to last. I think he's going to last. He, he he's he and Roquan probably Bob have been most consistent. Like every game, they're steady. You know what you're getting. Yeah, you know Clowney's on the field. I mean, you, I because I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I keep seeing 24 going. Who the hell's 20? Right. And then because you know it's not the traditional, yeah. you know, Russian sort of numbers. But the Ravens are four point favorites over the Chargers Sunday Night Football. More national TV love starting last week with Cincinnati, and then coming up here against the Chargers. Then you got Jacksonville. The Ravens have. Four of a five-game stretch were there on national TV with flex possibilities as well later in the season. Let's get out to the phones. Go to Northeast Baltimore. It's William. William, thanks for holding. What's up, dude? Hey, how you guys doing this morning? All right. Wonderful. Yes, happy holidays to you all. It's Thursday on our week. Oh, yes. yes. Don't confuse me anymore, Vinny. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about the Ravens receivers, and I want to talk about last night's game. Philly did us a favor by beating KC. And if you, I watched that whole game, and I noticed at the end of the game, KC lost that game because of drop passes. Easy touchdown pass that was dropped. And the last play of the game, to get the first down, that was a drop pass. Now, with the Ravens, they had one game with Pittsburgh when they dropped seven passes. Yep. I can't remember any other game that the Ravens played where they dropped a lot of passes. Uh, the uh, Let me just say, the Indy uh-huh. game likely dropped a, a pass that would have got them a, a field goal. Yes, but that was only one or two. Right. Only a couple. Right. But I can't remember numerous passes being dropped in one game besides that Pittsburgh game. You're right. And that's why I wanted to, I wanted to see if you guys can look up later, as far as the uh, the league who leads the league in drop passes. Kansas City. They had the stat on NFL Network this morning. Kansas City Jets are second. Chiefs had okay, twenty drop be, passes this year. Yeah, the Ravens got to be way down the bottom. I know that they were not in the the graphic. Let's just put it that way, William. Right now, with the with the receivers, uh, which order? Would you guys pick as far as who gets the most targets? I mean, I think Flowers. No, I think Beckham. Beckham's Beckham's become his go-to guy. I, my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say Flowers and Beckham and Bateman in that order. Right. And uh, the, the the tight ends. This is a good game. This is a real good game to just get likely and cola some uh, some touches. I think this is the perfect game, you know? Well, uh, the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken, they're 30th against the pass. Yes, 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 yes. And get Mitchell, 
Hill out of the backfield, Gus out of the backfield. This should be a very, very uh, offensive game for the Ravens, in my opinion. All right, William, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Okay, thanks. Have a good day. All right, there's William, everybody. Bob, I uh, did get the weather for L.A. Tom, my buddy who's from the pro, he just texted me, pro shop out at Ice World. Weather in L.A. for Sunday is going to be low 70s. We're going to the game. His son lives out there, and so they are going to the game. So I got uh, low 70s. It's going to be a beautiful day. And it's going to be about 72 in my living room for that game (laughs) as well on Sunday. When we come back, more of your phone calls. Report at 583-1057. Want to start previewing this game against the Chargers because we're only here today and tomorrow before the holiday weekend is upon us. So feel free, share your thoughts on the matchup. Ravens are the number one seed right now in the AFC. You could say whether or not they deserve it, but based on accomplishments, yeah, they deserve it. They have the best record. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 on The Fan. The fan. Good evening, Andy, 1057 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday, cranking it up to 12, 410 is the number you want to allow. We'll play it for you. Send your song request to the Plaza for text line. Nolan McGraw is waiting for you. But the Chargers hosting the Ravens, coming up a loss at Green Bay, another tough loss. All their losses are tough losses, but they're accumulating losses nonetheless. Let's break down that L.A. Chargers team film study. Yeah, let's look at their their defense right now, Bob. I mean, um, they're ranked 31st in total defense. So, uh, and they give up almost 24 points a game, and they're last in pass, and uh, they're 12th against the rush. I mean, people have thrown at 389 attempts. Um, they're 27th in attempts, and then rush rush 252. So, people throw it a ton on them. And I think the biggest the biggest thing is is secondary doesn't tackle well at all. I mean, they do not. They miss a ton of tackles. You know, do they have talent in the secondary? I, I think Asante Samuel Jr., I think he's a good player. I think he's a good cover guy. He will – he's a double-move candidate. He's a stutter-go candidate because he's like – kind of like a Marcus Peters type. He'll bite, you know. He'll take the cheese. Mm-hmm. So you got to give him some cheese to take and, and bite. And I, I think, you know, I don't know if Odell's going to play, but Odell or Bateman would be that guy, I think. Um, their other corner, Bob, number 43, Michael Davis, not impressed. He gets beat deep a lot. I don't think he has very good catch-up speed. And he's not a good tackler. I mean, they had him beat. Um, the Packers had him beat deep a couple times, you know, and they kind of went after him. They also went after um, – Jasir Taylor, it's number 36, the nickelback. He's not a great cover guy either. So I, I think they're going to have the ability to go do that. But they're like I said, the tackling is poor. You know, and I think, you know, I mean, if you're giving up, if you're the worst pass defense in the league and you don't tackle well, I mean, the Packers, you know, I mean, the one time, I mean, it was probably like 50 yak yards and could have been tackled for a three-yard gain. So they do, they do not tackle well. Now, the safeties, safeties are, are okay, but they don't tackle well either. Um, Derwin James, you know, their high-priced guy, number three, you'll see him on TV. He's used a lot like Kyle Hamilton's used, you know, kind of as a linebacker. He's a good tackler. 
He's big, fast, physical. You know, you can you can kind of get by uh, with him on the pass. If he's going to cover, he is not going to be able to cover Zay Flowers type thing. You know, or a, a Mitchell. I think he would struggle with Mitchell or Hill going out in the backfield. He's had some injury issues a lot. too. Yeah. yeah. Now their linebackers. Uh, number nine is Kenneth Murray. Remember Kenneth Murray oh, went right Oklahoma. before. Yeah. Right before. We I remember doing the draft profile, or yep. you did anyway, of this guy. And if I recall right, Bob, uh, what I said was he is bigger than Queen, but Queen plays bigger than him. He plays small. He play plays light. Now and he does the same. He misses a ton of tackles too, Bob. I got a clip I took where he like, you know, turned down. Just let him go. Just oh, business decision. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're now, always fun. Now, number six, Eric Kendricks is a bigger guy, and he's kind of a physical type guy, you know. And, and he does a decent. And and Murray does a good job, you know, kind of attacking or blitzing. But the biggest difference, like with him and Queen, like Queen was smaller, and and I, I remember Queen would attack and he would attack the lineman and and he would stack them, whereas Murray played a lot smaller than Queen. Now, defensive line, what Bosa being out, six and a half sacks Bosa has this year. So that, that's a big thing for him because on the other side, they're going to put rookie Tuli Tuapoloto and number 45. He's okay. He's not bad. I mean, he plays hard. Um, but with he and Mack on the edges, I think they can get to the out. Green Bay got to the outside on them some. So I, I think they're going to be able to to be able to get some runs on the outside against them. You know, and then their inside guys, Austin Johnson, 98, Nick Williams, and uh, Sebastian jo- Day Joseph or Joseph Day, 51. They do a pretty decent job inside against the run. They, they do a pretty good job fundamentally staying square. But what happens is, is the backers, they get caught up. So... They've given up, Bob, against good run teams. They've given up a couple hundred yards. So good run teams are going to be able to run it on them. But what happens is, you know, so many people just throw it on them that um, they don't they don't take the time to run it. I think for the Ravens, you want to spread them out and then run run the football. Don't don't get them in tight. Get eight in the box. Maybe in the fourth quarter, if you're ahead, then you can you know you've worn them down. And you can play smash mouth ball, but I think spreading them out. But overall, as a defense, statistically, they're not great. I mean, sack wise, they're fifth with 34. But what's interesting is, you know, like when you look at <clears throat> Khalil Mack has 11 sacks. Yep. He got six against Vegas when Vegas sucked. You know, and their tackles weren't weren't good. And I think in that game, they I don't know they maybe they had 11 sacks in that game or 10 sacks. Something like that. And then in the Jets game, he had two. And Green Bay, he had two. All of them left left tackle. He usually lines up on the right side. All of them, the tackles suck. You know, if he plays against a good tackle, kind of had, had his struggles. When I first watched him, you know, when I was watching him early on, it was like, damn, he looks kind of old. You know, but he's got a good bull rush. And that'll be McCary. McCary will have some issues with a bull rush against him. Um, so that'll that'll be – and on the other side, I think Moses with the young kid, he's got a little quickness, but he doesn't have tremendous speed, so I think Moses will be okay 
you know, with, with that kid there. Now, on the inside, they really don't have anybody that they'll put 45 on the inside some. They like to blitz on third down. I mean, Bob, they're good on their eighth on third down. So they'll bring some pressure on third down. So the biggest thing is one of, one of my keys tomorrow will be yak yards, Bob, just because they're, they're not good tacklers and they got a chance to make plays after the catch. And that's, that's going to be big for the Ravens. So like I said, overall, their defense, 31st overall, 25th in points, completion percentage. They give up 68. How about average per completion, Bob? They're the worst in the league, 8.1. So, I mean, pass defense. And, you know, if they can, Lamar's going to have time to throw. That's what I'm, and, and if they're going to blitz, I, I they can't blitz because Lamar can take off and run. Then they're really hosed. So I, I think Lamar's going to have a big game because he's going to have time to throw the football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll break down their offense. They have some weapons there in uh, Chargers land later on in the program. Come back, take your phone calls. Report at 583-1057. Philadelphia, 21-17 over Kansas City last night. Philadelphia, best record in the NFL. We'll get the Dirty Dozen coming your way at 11.30. But with Kansas City losing, Ravens now the number one seed in the AFC, at least for this November the 21st. Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haney. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Cranking it up to 12. Pick a song you want to loud. We'll play a little Molly Crew. Shout at the devil. Nolan McGraw, get in here before we get the phones on. Big Motley Crue fan. What's your favorite Motley Crue song? Give us a deep cut. I don't know. I've seen them live, to be honest with you. I don't know if I could give you a, what? a favorite. When do you say it? Gosh, when they, uh, one of their 10 final farewell tours that they've done. It's probably like 2016, 17. I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. And what was the motivation there? Because you don't strike me as a crew guy. It was actually in Cleveland. It was a part of a trip. We did a weekend trip out there, me and some friends. So you did Cedar Point, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They happened to be at the arena. So we said, hey, why not? (laughs) What was your impression of them? It was a good show. It's a good show. Well, they're high energy. Alice Cooper open. Alice Cooper? I I would figure he'd be the headliner. That was co-headlining. Because he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I hear you. So it's Turn It Up Tuesday stuff. Even Nolan McGraw. And this guy's an ice cube. He's a yay fan. Yay! He's not a big Motley guy. But even Motley resonated with Nolan McGraw. Ravens trying to resonate against the Chargers coming up on Sunday there. Sunday Night Football Ravens four-point favorites over the struggling, mystifying L.A. team. We'll talk about them offensively. They, they've they got a big payroll. they got a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a lot of wins. And they don't have a big fan base, which I'm guessing, Vinny, has to be discouraging to some level. No doubt. For them. you go. They're probably going to be 20,000 Ravens fans in that place, if not more than that. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. And, and, and Bob, like you said, their payroll. And I think defensively, they're one of the top two payrolls in the league, and they're ranked 31st. That, uh, you know, they're not getting their money's worth. Let me just say that. If you missed it last night, Monday Night Football, game you heard on the fan. Philly 21-17 over Kansas City. Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropped the game-winning touchdown. Hit him right in the old mitts there, and he bobbled it, bumbled it, dropped it, and very frustrating. Five drops last night for the Chiefs, and as we talked about with William, 
and I saw the stats this morning. Kansas City leads the NFL and drop passes this season. Jets were second, so maybe it's not all Zach Wilson's fault. Who, by the way, got demoted to third straight. Well, maybe it's where Zach was putting the ball. You know, it was hard to catch. But we keep we talked about it yesterday when we did our picks for the game. Who's the wideout that's going to rise to the occasion? And right now, they don't seem to have that guy. All right, let's get out to the phones. Cordell Woodland joining us, top of the hour. Talk Ravens charges with him as we head into the holiday weekend, Thanksgiving. Rashawn in Baltimore. Rashawn, what's up? Rashawn. Mm. Intercepted. No, Intercepted. Call back, Rashawn. You want to get in your cat? 410-583-1057. But we look at the AFC Ravens are the number one seed. Nolan, was it last year or two years ago? Around this time, they were the number one seed. And then the wheels fell off the cart because Lamar got hurt. I think it was two years ago. Two years ago. Didn't even make the playoffs. They wound up losing, what, five or six in a row, whatever the crazy streak was at the end. So this is waters that they've swum in or swam in. Swam. Swam in before. Question is, can they maintain it? And if you can keep Lamar healthy, they have just as good a chance as anybody. But the schedule is its not easy. No. I mean, the Chargers, who knows what you're getting from them. I'm thinking they're going to win that game. Then you get the buy. They're on the super terrific mini buy as it is. Then you host the Rams, right? That's a win. Then at San Francisco, Miami here, right? And then Pittsburgh here. Pittsburgh fired Matt Canada, by the way, just tuning in everybody as their OC. Oh, I think they're celebrating in Pittsburgh right now. But the schedule for the Ravens, not a brutal gauntlet, but there are some. Very, very interesting matchups here. Jacksonville's not going to be a walk in the park either. They, no. That, Bob, their two road games are going to be extremely different. Sam Fran and Jacksonville. In my opinion, Bob, win one, go one and one in those two games. One and one. Just because I think the Christmas night game, I think, is impossible, Bob. I reason just, being? Well, it's number one, Sam Fran's good. Number two, they got to leave on the 23rd. Of December. They, they got to leave on Friday the 23rd. They're playing on the 25th. You come home on the 26th. When you go out there, your hotel's empty. You know, it's it's brutal being away. And these guys got kids, and they're not there for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. You know, they get home the 26th, so they miss it all. So that that's why it's going to be extremely – whereas – in San Fran, Bob, they're they're probably having a Christmas party, and you know they're they're with their kids and do it. It's a lot easier for them. But Plus, they like are, I said, San Fran is very good. But they are professionals, yeah. and they understand the task at hand. And the schedule's been out since April, so we'll see how things unfold. We're Christmas night, so we're what. We're still more than a month away from that one. But first things first, it's the Chargers out west. You want to get your thoughts, your predictions for it. Get in here. Remember, we're off uh, after tomorrow for the rest of the week. Won't be back until Monday. So get on in here because this is like our Thursday as we've yeah. been trying to uh, stress here and keep our clocks as, uh, I don't know, normal as possible. 410-583-1057. Cordell Woodland joining us next. Preview the game with him. Talk about where the Ravens stand. Best record in the AFC. Well, they're 8-3. and three. 
Kansas City, eh, you get the drill. And then we got the uh, whip around coming up 11-15. A lot going on in the world of sports last night. These holiday basketball tournaments. Talk about feast week. I've been eating a lot of basketball, as you can tell by my stomach here. That Gonzaga-Purdue game was good till the second half. And you got some monster matchups today, which we'll get into. Dirty Dozen, Vinny's 12 best teams through 12 weeks. Or is it 11 weeks? Through 11 weeks, the 12 best teams, Dirty Dozen. Philly's on top, but who's next? 